This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. I give the Detroit Lions all the credit in the world because they didn't even play well, and they went and went in and beat the Kansas City Chiefs. And Joe Fortenbaugh's making us money. It is Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Series XM, Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance, of course, on your ESPN app where you can watch as well. Oh, cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. I just want to start there for one second, my friend, because this is going to be a very profitable friendship. When you hit me with Lions Money Line, take the under, and I parlay them together, and I go to bed checking that account over on my DraftKings, and I'm feeling pretty good. Well, I'm happy to hear one of us is happy with this relationship. It's been my sole goal in life to make sure you get paid. So, mm. and and you know what? Another thing, uh, we are just we are a show that is just at war. I haven't even had an opportunity to enjoy any of that from last night. This morning show nonsense, Hembo's nonsense. It's just nonsense all throughout the day. And I'm sitting here. The makeup people have already visited me twice. I'm pouring sweat all over the place. A very, very just discombobulated Joe Fortenball today. Right, well, you look nice, clear. though. You're, you're at home. You look nice. You look comfortable. You got the I, I Rutgers helmet. I am quite comfortable. And here's the thing I would ask you. Do you have an issue with me? You shouldn't have an issue with me. I had your back this morning. I said the vest is a way to go on the morning show, <laughs> and they were questioning that. I said the mustache is beautiful. I was not ripping you. I love and then you. you come on, and you're ripping me, but that's okay. I was ripping everybody. I, I had a couple cocktails last night. I woke up, and I was just ripping everybody. But it is, uh, it's great to be doing this show. We're off and running with some winners. Some people claim they called the Lions upset before we did. We'll get to the bottom of that at some point. But I'm, if I'm fired up, what would you think of that last night? So you, just to be clear, you see this as the Lions not playing great, but skill, still escaping with a win. You see them as dangerous now, I take it. Well, it's if this is the bottom, if this is where we're starting, I think you have to feel pretty good. I, I look at this top to bottom last night. They didn't play great. They, they certainly didn't call plays great last night. I thought Ben Johnson was average at best and really made some questionable decisions that were just overshadowed by what Andy Reid did. And it was very clear to me, Joe, that as much as we can talk about all the drops for the Kansas City Chiefs, that they absolutely missed Chris Jones more in this game. Because when the rubber hits the road down the stretch, what were the Lions able to do? They were able to run the football when they had to, to put that game out of reach. And that was ultimately the difference. And I don't even mean out of reach is the wrong way to put it, to put that game away. And Andy Reid helped. I'm not going to deny that. But they did everything they had to do to take advantage of the fact that Chris Jones wasn't there, even though you would look at the numbers and they're not necessarily gaudy. All great points and very well laid out. The articulation is exactly where we want it to be. Complete disagreement. They missed Kelsey (laughs) far more than they missed Jones. That was a top five Lions offense last year in terms of scoring. All right. They only got better in terms of personnel. They drafted a running back, a pass-catching running back with the number 12 overall pick, another year of seasoning under Amon Ross St. Brown. They are a talented offense. The Chiefs' defense was not the problem last night. The Chiefs' defense gave up 14 points. No Chris Jones, no problem. They gave up 14 points in that game to a really good offense. It was on the Kansas City offense that failed. 
And everyone looks around and says, well, if those guys just catch the ball, Kadarius Tony, what an awful night. But if those guys just catch the ball, everything's fine. Yeah, but that's why you have Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey last season was number one in the NFL in red zone targets. He was number one in the NFL in red zone receptions. You can make the point and the case, and you can make a good one, that he's the most lethal red zone threat in the NFL. And if you don't agree, he's at least there in the top three to five. You take him out of the equation, you see what happens last night. You take Chris Jones out of the equation, top five offense comes to town, you hold him to 14 points. And I know people will say, well, they gave, they scored 20. There was a pick six in there. There was a pick six because Kadarius Tony tipped it right into the hands of a defensive back for the Detroit Lions. So, no, I think they missed Kelsey a hell of a lot more last night. And I get that. I, I Why Thank wouldn't you. you think that? Because when you go into what transpired – Kelsey is not even the safety valve. He is the playmaker of that offense and the guy that ultimately Patrick Mahomes is going to have the most confidence in. And when you were looking around last night, Justin Ross, uh, Rasheed Rice, guys like this, Kadarius Tony, who, let's, let's just call it what it is. He has no hamstrings. He has no hands. Like, <laughs> what does he have? Does he understand what the job of receiver is in the NFL because there was a reason that the Giants were so easily ready to get rid of him when we saw what happened there and you thought well he's going to go to Kansas City this guy's going to all of a sudden turn it around and light it up and he's got Mahomes boy what does it tell you Joe about Kadarius Tony when Patrick Mahomes can't make you look great I mean Patrick Mahomes should make a talent like that look amazing I get it we could point to all of those things. When the Lions needed to make plays last night, when they needed to make plays in the passing game on some big third downs, when they needed to make plays in the running game, they were able to do it. And that's where Chris Jones is the difference. Look, it, it's not always about numbers. It's about being in the right place at the right time because you're a great player. When you don't have Chris Jones up the middle pushing the pocket, applying pressure, and giving Jared Goff, let's call it, even though he wasn't great, an opportunity to find guys down the field on crucial third downs. I mean, how many times did that happen in the second half last night? A bunch. Yeah. And to me, that's where they missed him the most because you have a defense that is not that good to begin with. They specialize in being able to blitz in spots where it's to their advantage. And when they were able to try to get off a blitz last night, it wasn't the same because you had Goff still able to make the plays that he needed to make down the field. What did you uh what did you think of the coaching last night? Awful. I mean on both sides. I mean, you're watching this, it's like Andy Reid, what are you doing in some of those decisions? Campbell going for it early in the game on fourth down, that mm. takes a set of you know what. Like they, yeah, they in I that mean, game, they realized they needed to set some tempo early in that game. But the idea, and I know this is like the last thing anyone's gonna talk about today. But to come out in that game and there's no Chris Jones, and on the first play of the game, you run the ball for seven yards. Like, just stick with the run. Yes. And immediately they go pass and they go incomplete. And then yes. they go pass again and they go incomplete and they punt. And you're just thinking, what the hell are you doing? What is this script? Just run. Run until they show you that you can't succeed against them. Ben Johnson last night was trying to show what he can do as an offensive coordinator. Stop. Just stop. Do what works. It's simple. And 
you know, look, going for it in that spot with the fake punt, just because you were right doesn't mean it's not a stupid decision. <laughs> that was a stupid decision that you got lucky with. Process and, over outcome. Exactly. And it's not like he ran for 15 yards on the play. No. There was still a little bit of doubt there. I, yes, it takes guts, but there is a fine line between guts and being a moron. And that was close to being a moron. <laughs> what did you, very close. What did you think of? I, I'm still like undecided on this because I was intrigued by it last night. What did you think of Chris Jones going to the game, sitting in the stands, and being flanked by both of his agents? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you're sending a message here, and this is interesting. This is how you want to take in this game? I figured like he would have been at home. Maybe he does the Mount Rushmore of appetizers like we had been talking about. Maybe he's around family. It's like, no, I'm going to Arrowhead. I'm taking my agents. They're not allowed to smile. We're sending a message. You think he was tailgating before the game? I, I think <laughs> I think that um, <laughs> the first play of the game, he was probably thrilled. When he saw the Lions come out and immediately oh. get seven on the ground, he was probably like, cha-ching, cha-ching. And then there, they start throwing the ball, and he's like, what are you doing? There was, there was <laughs> Probably a rooting point. for the Lions. Well, you think he was rooting for the Lions? There was a, well, to, the, to that point, there was a point where Collinsworth said, you know, they're making Chris Jones proud. No, they're not. They're probably ticking him off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, don't make plays. I'm not there. I don't want you to make plays. If you're him, are you rooting for the Lions quietly? Not publicly, obviously. No, you're rooting for your team to win, but you're rooting for them to get the ball ran down their throats. 45-42, right? Exactly. <laughs> you are rooting for them to give up 600 yards in that game right. and still find a way to win. Because later in the year, that win, I don't want it to cost me. But <laughs> Yeah, look, okay, good point. Listen, to me, that was a first time, it was a first game out of the shoot for both of these teams, and it showed up in those big situations and I, I thought the coaching was terrible i can't remember the last time i said that about andy reed right i fourth and 25 with four timeouts left basically with the two minute warning fourth and 25 and what are you saying to your defense right there like if you're chris jones that to me says a whole lot about what andy reed thought about the situation my chances are better on fourth and 25 with Mahomes, then they are punting it away, giving my defense the two-minute warning and three timeouts to get off the field. By the way, he wasn't necessarily wrong because they didn't get off the field at the end of the game. Correct. And, and they ran it down their throats. But it's still, I think that delivers a little message to the defensive. I don't have a whole lot of faith in you right now. And it, and. It, it, do you think he would have called it differently if Chris Jones was playing? He he he, he might, might have. have. the The thing that comes to mind is yes, I think the influ the decision was influenced in part by the performance of the defense late in the game. But I also think Mahomes has bailed that team out so many times throughout his tenure as the starter that Reed thought to himself, why go with the defense even if they're half decent when I could go with Patrick Mahomes? He's going to make some magic happen. Earlier in that game, when Campbell accepted the penalty on fourth and short to push him back, Mahomes bailed him out on, what, was it third and 15? Yeah. Went right across the middle and made that play. So I'm not surprised in the least that Reed decided to roll the dice with Mahomes over the defense because of what Mahomes has done for the franchise in the past. It is Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. We're presented by Progressive Insurance, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Hit us up on Twitter as well, 
at Carlin versus Joe, at Chris Carlin, at Joe Fortenbaugh. We are there, and we will get the tweets involved today. Dear God, we have got so much going on Have you on seen today. how popular we are? The Twitter account's already over 200,000 people. We've only been on the show for four days. This is our fourth show, and we already have over 200,000 fans. That is an incredible flex and a testament to all the hard work we have put in here, as well as how great you fans truly are. What an amazing, amazing accomplishment in just four days. It's like it happened over overnight it's unreal we're on pace for a billion by the weekend (laughs) (laughs) on the way later top of next hour Devin McCourty will join us he of course of football night in America made his debut in Kansas City Mike Tannenbaum later in the show we've got all kinds of pizza money for you to make some more money tonight I cashed thanks to my partner and that will not be forgotten and on (laughs) Monday and on Monday my friends the very first Manning cast of the year, and Peyton Manning is going to join us at 1 p.m. Eastern time on Monday. You know what we are? Establishing ourselves. It's Carlin versus Joe, (laughs) ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Pizza money alert. Pizza, pizza. Go. Here we go with the accounting. Mm. Yesterday was the first day of pizza money. We went three and three, but we're up plus 0.47 units. Not a lot, but it's profitable thanks to the Lions money line pick coming through for us. So we're going to be ripping them off throughout the show. I'm going to start with two in the NFL. Number one, it's the Seattle Seahawks. We're laying the five against the Rams. This is my favorite bet of the week. I do not understand why this is not a touchdown. Seattle is a top 10 offense that got better in the offseason. 
They understood their problem, which was defense. So what did they do? They brought back Jaron Reed. Uh, they brought back Bobby Wagner, Draymond Jones. They drafted Devin Witherspoon. They're at home. They're playing a Rams team that's, that is not going to be good. There's no Cooper Cup. There's no weapons on offense. Jalen Ramsey's gone. Bobby Wagner was on their defense last year. He's gone. I think the Rams are going to be a mess. So pizza money number one, we're laying five with Seattle over the Rams. Game number two, Browns plus two and a half over the Bengals. Joe Burrow's back. Over this. He got paid. I am a huge Browns believer this year. They are at home. They are catching points. I think Deshaun Watson comes closer to what he was in Houston than what we saw last year. And as a result, Result, because people think he's going to be the guy from last year. They are undervalued. They can run the ball. They got a great O-line, and they've improved the defense. Your top two pizza monies to start the show. Seattle minus five, Cleveland plus two and a half. Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. Told you first, Lions get the big win. How were they first? What You're are you right. talking I about? You're right, I said it. You're right. I, How, right. No, no. <laughs> I literally put it on my Instagram right after the show. That the no Kelsey, no Chris Jones equals upset alert. It's so disappointing to me that our time together would be forgotten so quickly that, oh, <laughs> I was the first one to say it. It's all about me. It's all about Canty. Cliff and Bora Bora in. Hello, Cliff. We appreciate the fact that Canty may have sent out a TikTok on Wednesday about the Lions winning that game. No one follows that crap. I, I got to tell you. If you were listening to Unsportsmanlike this morning, we are taking strays for absolutely no reason. And it was ridiculous. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Series 6M Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. You know, I, I was thinking about it after the fact. And in the moment, Chris Canty says, I said it first on Tuesday that the Chiefs should be on upset alert. That is not the Lions are winning the game. No, it is not. That is not the Lions have this wrapped up. No, we so we yesterday said the Lions are winning the game. So he snuck that in there and it's like a fastball I wasn't expecting when I heard when I heard that after the fact and I'm like, dude, hang on, hang on. Let, let's just keep it real for a moment. And if that's what we're going to call locking things up, well, I'm sorry. Then we have a bit of a disagreement on what's going on here. Is it too early that there is, frankly, show beef? No. No, it is not. Um, it's, quite frankly, what what's happening with mornings in regards to us is sloppy and disrespectful. And I'm going to stop short of going any further than that well, no, when it comes to the You adjectives. know what it is? It's sloppy Joe, and it's disrespectful. Well, it's yeah, both. but you're going to take some shots here because there is an easy target that is constantly going to be sitting next to you. No shots. I will be laying out nothing but facts. It's what I do. No, I mean, you're taking strays from them oh. because I'm the easy target. Oh, I see. Yeah. So I apologize for that in advance. No, you and I, I have, have each other's back. I warned you of that in advance. No, you and I have each other's back. Um, what you, I, you really didn't this morning on the show, though. I had no one's back this morning. I was going to war with everybody, literally everybody. My I kids love, didn't want to FaceTime me. No one I wanted to talk to me. I love the fact that your instinct is shoot first, yeah. ask questions later. When in doubt, just pull out, uh, what is it, rocket launchers in the temple for everyone who played Bond back in the day, right? Proxies in the stack. We'll get to that later. But what Canty unveiled on Tuesday on his Instagram was what I like to call a wiggle take. A wiggle take. Yeah. He gave himself wiggle room. He put the Lions on upset alert so that if they 
went on to upset the Chiefs, he could claim he made the pick. But if they don't go on to upset the Chiefs, he can say, well, no, I didn't make the pick. I just said they were on upset alert. They were alerted. They just didn't do anything about it. That's a wiggle take. We don't do that. We came out yesterday and we told you flat out, Lions plus 192. We put our money where our mouth is. That's what this show does. So he's they're all upset. We got Hembo. He's all upset. Oh. Deal with him later. We're catching problems everywhere. I got war with the thermostat people. I can't get it cool in this room. I can't get it cool anywhere on this campus. So, yeah. But that's what happens when you run hot. Because we're making money. We're going to be running hot. And there's going to be literal and figurative sweat involved. I have a bigger issue with Canty. He's worked with you for over a year and a half on a show on Canty and Carlin and filling in on Greeny. He knows he sat next to you as you did promos all the time that said you heard it here first. Now, all of a sudden, he's got a problem with it? Like, come on, Canty. You you enabled this behavior for a year and a half, and now you're going to try to have on the air, you're going to try and go after Carlin? No. This is ridiculous. I'm defending you, Chris, because your buddy Canty splits up with you, and now he has a problem with everything you do. I, I got a problem with that. Okay, okay, calm down a little bit. We can't all run this hot. It's never going to work. If we're all running hot at all times, this is going to end up being just a nuclear bomb that goes off in the next week or so. So we, someone has to be the voice of reason here. Someone has to stay calm. None of us are calm right now. Well, here, I am kind of calm. Because, no. Um, I see you on the it, monitor. You're red. Dude, you I'm just run red. red. <laughs> I, and I, it's it's just facts. I am always red on the head, and that's a problem. But <laughs> here's the thing: if we're going to say that you know they were on upset alert, well, let's just say that this little incident has put me on alert <laughs> as to what we have brewing here. Okay. Okay, across the bow, this one came. Okay, I'll remember this. Won't forget. I'll be there anytime anybody calls me. You want to take shots at me, you go ahead. But that, my friends, will not, not distract from what the facts were. And we sat here yesterday, and we told you the Detroit Lions were winning the game. And we talked about that two days ago. The Lions are winning the game. Go back and check the tape, because the tape Canty produced was eh, upset alert. You know what? You know what this is? This is just like when the Soviets tried to move their missiles into Cuba. I'm not going to get into the Cuban Missile Crisis. I know everyone wants my political takes. I'm not going to be doing that today. It's a Friday. But it's just like when the Soviets moved the missiles into Cuba, and we all know how that ended. So I just, I'm going to declare that right now. Yeah, uh, I'm going to say it's absolutely you don't think like that. But okay. you, didn't, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't see it like that. Okay. Well, <laughs> I, I'm going to, I'll revisit that take in the break, and we might issue a retraction. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80, the Lions. Everybody's talking about getting that win last night. Joe says they should enjoy it now because. Mm, that's maybe not going to continue. He'll tell you why in moments on ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Got a man open at the 35 and a drop pass at the 35-yard line. Kadarius Tony was wide open and drops the pass. It's unusual for us to drop that many passes anywhere, anytime. So we'll go back and work on that. I'm trusting KT. Stuff's not always going to go your way. Obviously, he wouldn't want to catch a few of those in the game, but I've trusted he's going to be that guy that I go to in those crucial moments, and he's going to make the catch and win us some seasons like he did last year. I don't know. What did we say the other day, Joe? When someone shows you who they are, believe them. <laughs> well, Maya Angelou said that, and then you ripped her off. But you ripped her off nicely, so, you know. I didn't even know she said that. That was incredible to me that you quoted her, and then when I brought it up, you go, that's who said that? She's just walking through life, shotgunning quotes everywhere, no attribution. <laughs> Listen, I, these these ideas are all up in the air. Are you telling me she's the only one who ever thought of it? I mean, I, I'm not going to take away from the greatness of Maya Angelou, but hey, it's not out of the realm of possibility. With my 2.9 GPA and an English degree from Hobart College, that the big fella could have come up with the same thing on his own. Okay? Uh, that's, the, that's the best part. The the fact that you had the English degree and still didn't. Know. I'll tell you what, it was it was a massive climb back from a 0.8 my third term freshman year i tried to get to that 3.0 just never got home you're just on the dean's list like eight semesters in a row and finishing with a 2.9 to make up for everything that happened the first couple years let me tell you something it it was trying to climb up mount rainier like you did this past summer Garland versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Look, more than anything, I was just super impressed at the fact that the Lions really did not play their best through the course of that game, and they were still able to get the win. Let's hear from Dan Campbell on what he learned about his team last night. I didn't learn anything. I got verification on what I already knew. And this is a resilient team. Uh, it already was a resilient team, and we added pieces to that resilient team. So um, we're built to handle some some stuff, and uh, and we did that today against a very good opponent. There was a lot of that in in you know those post game celebration videos from the Lions. We're built for this. We're built for this. We're built for this. It's it's hard to take seriously when Jared Goff says we're I'm built for this. 
But you have to admit, to go in and do that in that circumstance and not play your best, there is a degree of really impressiveness to that. There is. There is. They absolutely deserve credit for grinding out the win. Going to Arrowhead, you can talk about no Kelsey and no Jones, but they went to Arrowhead. They found a way. So you have to start by giving them credit. You can't tear them down immediately. I'm just, I'm reserving my opinion on the Lions. I, I Nothing has changed for me. I thought they had a shot at being good this year. I saw that game. I still feel the same way. I am not over the moon. I'm not overreacting one way or another. I did not think golf played particularly well last night. He completed 62% of his passes. He threw one touchdown. It's not as if he was going against a high-level defense. He was not asked to win a shootout. He was not asked to go to Philadelphia in the playoffs. He went to Arrowhead against a banged-up Chiefs team, and he, you know, was competent. He was what they needed him to be. But if they are going to be a next-level contender, if they're going to make a deep playoff run, they're going to need more from him. They are going to need big performances where at some point he straps them to his back and he carries them to victory. You don't see that from every quarterback. You really never saw it with the Rams. McVay was able to put him in a position where he could succeed, and he did succeed to an extent, but he needed to make plays in that Super Bowl against New England, and he couldn't make a single play to help them out in that game. And that's why they ultimately lost, because their offense was terrible. So give the Lions credit. I like the story. I think Campbell's a great head coach. He's doing a wonderful job with that team. He's got them bought in. But I'm I'm not there yet where I'm going to say anything about Detroit making big noise in the playoff because golf has to show it to me first. More than fair. More than fair Thank in you. everything that you were saying. I, I, I do think I learned that they can take advantage of a situation. And they did take advantage of a situation. They didn't blow the doors off a team that had that didn't have two of their best three players on the field. I didn't expect that to happen, especially on an emotional night. I really didn't. What I expected to happen was that you would see a team that was capable of building off of what happened last year when truly there was no pressure. And for the moment make a few plays to live up to some expectations. I thought that was what I took the most out of last night. I am hanging you out to dry here because I am communicating with the gentleman in the back about something that will be happening later. No, nothing exciting, but well, I completely checked I mean, out on you there. I want to be full full disclosure. Was not listening again, at all. it's not going to be the last time. <laughs> I mean... Let me tell you something. You stopped there and I'm like, times. he stopped, and this is where I am supposed to talk, and I don't well, have Joe, anything to say. Here's the thing. <laughs> there are times where I find myself in what I would call verbal Vietnam, <laughs> where I get into a sentence or a thought or a statement, and then in the middle of it, it re I realize I have no idea how I got into it, <laughs> and I have no idea how to get out of it. And I could just hear somebody in my head yelling, Get to the chopper! Get to the chopper! <laughs> and I can't. And so I forgive you. It happens. Evan is very distracting at times, and and this thing will, uh, you know, we're we're learning each other. Verbal okay. Vietnam. That is fantastic. Oh I, I've God. done that before on TV, where you realize you're yes. not sure how you're gonna stick the dismount, and you just keep going, and then you end, and like the co-host or the host or someone else on the desk will look at you and you'll realize none of us are comfortable with what just happened there. We're not sure how to proceed. This was a, this is, It's not a complete disaster, but we're not really flowing at the moment. We're not sure where to go from here. 
<laughs> it's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. You know, uh, we spoke of our beef earlier with Unsportsmanlike and that entire crew, and now we get our opportunity to try to stick it to them in the first few minutes, and we get our chance to show everybody else on the network who knows what they're doing. The ESPN Radio Pick'em Challenge is up and running. And we have got our games to pick this week, and we are going to fire away with them in just moments. 20 minutes from now, Devin McCourty from Football Night in America last night made his debut, the former Patriot. He joins us as well. On That is all on the way after Joe tells us about this from our friends at Granger. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. That's something this show could use more of. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. It's a team, man. It's a team. One guy can't do it. It takes all of us. ESPN Radio's Pick'em Challenge. That's right. It is our opportunity to go up against each and every other show in our new ESPN Radio lineup. It's Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio, on your smart speaker. And this is just out there for us to show that we're better than everybody else. And I'm excited about it because I'm going to be honest with you. This was my idea last year, and I feel pretty good about this. And I feel even better now that you are on my team about what we can do in this. So it's it's the guys in the morning. It's unsportsmanlike with Evan, Canty, and Michelle. It's Greeny. It's us. It's Harry and Freddie. It is Amber and Ian later on, and it is Q Myers and, and such. Greeny is the defending champion, and here's my major That's problem here. That's just ridiculous, by just, the way. Greenberg beat everybody at this? Well, here's why, and I call BS on this strategy. He automatically went against his own personal instinct on every single game. He went the opposite, like George Costanza in Steinfeld. And that won him, him won him this. And to me, that's Fugazi. That's Fugazi. Uh, you got to be able to pick how you feel about it, don't you? I actually find that to be genius. That you know, <laughs> I retract my my criticism from earlier. That's a smart play. He knows where he's weak, and he and he made a move to address that. That's very clever on his behalf. Okay, that's so not we, happening again. We got we got to take him out. No. So we all pick the same three games for the upcoming weekend. So let's get it rolling. Eagles at Patriots. Well, first off, who's in charge of picking these games? Who makes that decision? Is it Well, you and I are going to have a discussion about it right now. No, 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 no. Who picks the three games we choose from? Because there's games I feel stronger about than others. Well, they're picked by Liam Chapman, who oversees our First of all, where's he from? 
He's from England. He's from England. Easily yes. corruptible. Okay, so I don't trust any of this. I'm already. I think this is in in this is in dispute already. But I, I will play along. Go ahead. Okay, Eagles minus four over the Patriots. That's the line right now. That game is on ESPN Radio. Steve Levy, Sal Palantonio will have the call on some of these ESPN radio stations. Uh, You know, I look into this, and I have not felt good about the Patriots uh, all offseason. I feel like the Patriots could have an absolutely atrocious year. They've got a brutal schedule. And I'm very high on the Eagles, but I know... Before the show, you had some differing thoughts from the logic of what's coming out of Vegas right now. This is not one of the games that I would be betting this week. Um, so I want to go on the record with that for people who follow along. We want to make sure they they understand where we grade these games. I am an Eagles fan, so I have to put that out of the way. Mm-hmm. This game opened Philadelphia minus five. I know the public is going to bet Philadelphia. I know they're going to bet them in all their teasers and their money line parlays. The line's coming down. It's going to the Patriots. It's down to four in some spots. That is highly suspicious to me. I think there are two big sucker bets on the board. One of them is is Philadelphia, and one of them is Minnesota. So, so right away, we're not agreeing on this. Right away, we're not agreeing. I, I If you want to go Eagles, like I said, I'm not definitive in this. If you want to go Eagles, I can get behind that because I always like rooting for my team, and I wouldn't be surprised if they covered. But the line moving towards the Patriots, that is not public money. That is sharp money. That is professional money, and it's it's always difficult for me to go against what the wise guys are doing. Okay, listen, maybe I need to learn my lesson the hard way here. No, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, we can go Philly. Yeah, I, I, I ride Philly here. I will acknowledge the Patriots have an excellent defense, but I still think there's too much there for Philadelphia to work with on offense, and I just think the Eagles' defense is going to make Mac Jones look silly. I haven't seen a playmaker on the Patriots' offense, it feels like, in 55 years, even though it's only a couple of years ago that Gronk moved on to the Tampa Bay Bucks. I mean, it just doesn't feel that way. So, uh, Eagles minus four. You good with that? Uh, yeah, I am. I will say this. Uh, I read a report. Belichick and his girlfriend broke up. That does yes. not make me feel confident picking the Eagles here. Belichick is coming in fully focused on this game. So, just be aware. Just be aware. You don't think Bill suffers uh, emotionally? I think Bill is going to channel all of his energy into this game. I, I, it's, I don't think I don't think Belichick is like crying in a dark room drinking whiskey over the divorce. I think or the breakup. I think he looks at it and he's probably human. He's sad, of course, but I think he's going to channel that injury that energy into a great game plan. I think Bill's going to be making a TikTok saying, "I'm focusing on me." Now. <laughs> Packers and Bears. Oh man! Another okay. One of these. Bears one point favorites in Chicago over the Packers. Go. Bears open two and a half. It's been nothing but Packer money driving it down to one. I could absolutely see a scenario where the Bears as an organization, team, and fan base sit there and say, Aaron Rodgers is finally gone. We can finally end this drought. We can beat the Packers. And then Jordan Love steps in and beats them. Again, not a game I have a ton of conviction on. So if you do, I'll ride with you. But I lean to the Packers here. I will lean Packers with you just because there's been a lot of hype around Justin Fields and there's been a lot of anti-hype around Jordan Love. I actually am very much a believer in Justin Fields. He's going to be an MVP candidate, but I'm going to ride with you on this one because of everything you just laid These out. These picks are absolutely terrible. First off, I laid out yes, a huge case for why the I laid out a case for why the pros are taking 
the Patriots, and then we're like, yeah, we'll take the Eagles. The yeah. next one you go, Justin Fields has a lot of hype. He's an MVP candidate. Give me the Packers. Like, our, yeah. our reasoning does not flow well here. Uh, well, here's what I'm doing. I'm trying to be fair. <laughs> and maybe I'm wrong with that. Maybe I'm wrong with that. <laughs> Cowboys at Giants. Oh boy. Cowboys minus three and a half Sunday night football. What do you got? All right. So the first thing I got is I'm already upset with Liam and these selections. None of my favorite <laughs> games are involved in this. He's picking the best games, not the best bets. These are not the best games. I have some very random games I would like to discuss, and none of them came up. All right. So I like the Giants here. I was on first take this morning. I gave this pick out. I want the three and a half. Is it three and a half? Yes. Okay. I like That's the, the line we're using. This is this is classic Sunday night. Here comes Dallas. The public will be on the Cowboys. Mike McCarthy versus Brian Dable. That's what I think it comes down to. And I trust Dable to have his team ready. McCarthy's team is very talented, but in the final four minutes of each half, I wonder if I can trust him to make the right decisions. I could see the Giants backdooring this thing late, where they lose the game, but they score late to get it inside the number. Wow. I hate the Giants in this game. Do you? Okay. <laughs> listen, listen. I'll defer to you. I will defer to you, and we will we will be friends, and we will go forward, and then we we, we can address the fallout on Monday. The key is this is a pick'em contest. You and I. Uh oh. Did anyone see the big walrus right there with the shiver? Yeah. He sneezed and he shivered. The walrus shivered. <laughs> You're right. Got the sneeze in there. All right. We'll go Giants plus three and a half. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. 